Just come to Jesus today. You, us, all of us together. All of us who are weary. Close your eyes for a second, take a deep breath, and just listen to Jesus speak. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. For those who really want to just be content and be with the Lord for a little while today, come be with one another today and come be with the Lord. Just simple as that. I exercised with a YouTube video recently, which I think has kind of become a thing during the pandemic more than it used to be, but I'm exercising with this YouTube video, and it was called Yoga for Tired Legs. <laughs> and I had a moment of inspiration. It was a couple of months ago. I had this moment of inspiration that when we come back here, when we're able to open the building back up, we need the worship equivalent of yoga for tired legs. And so I thought... Uh, Good news for tired hearts. Yeah, we've, we've, we've got so much to deal with in this world, but for crying out loud for a few weeks, can we just say this is good news? And, and for all of us who have tired hearts, we're just tired. Just come in here and rest in the Lord. Come to Jesus. Show up at Jesus' feet. Listen Listen to the actual words of Jesus. Listen to Jesus saying, I will give you rest. But I can't. I can't give you rest because I'm tired. I am. I can't give you rest. and You can't give me rest or the person sitting next to you. We can't do it. We'd like to. It would be really great if we could but we can't. And so when we see that and when we realize that, I can't give you rest, you can't give me rest, but we can come in here together, gathered in Jesus' name, and we can listen to Jesus say, I will give you rest. On May 3rd, 2020, back when... We were all impressed with our ability to gather for Zoom church. Back before I learned how to use a gimbal um, and a tripod to stabilize my shots so that I wouldn't make people dizzy during the sermons. Back when we thought that the Psalms 120 to 134 series that we began that day, almost 18 months ago, would end in here. Did you know that that was the original plan? So May 3rd, we're going to begin Psalm 120, just like the original stories probably went, that 120 was written in exile. The psalm that David read at the beginning of worship, they're like, ooh, that's kind of rough sounding. That's what they read while they were in exile, or at least that's what they wrote, and maybe they started singing it there. But the ones that David read just a few minutes ago, it's like, oh, people gathered in unity and praised the Lord, and that sounds good. It's because, as the story goes, 
Those were told while the people were in exile, on the way home from exile, and then some stories at least go that 130 through 134 was what they sang after they rebuilt the second temple and were standing on the steps getting ready to go in and they were singing about this unity and finally being back home. We thought, well, this will be great. We'll start the pandemic in May and we'll start this series in May and read the bad news and then we'll walk and... Then, won't it be neat that when we get to 133 and 134 at the end of the summer, we'll get to sing them in here. And that was over a year ago that we were supposed to do that. But what the people did in 120 through 133 and 134 at the end As they sang in exile and on the way home, they did what we do. They turned to God. And back in May of 2020, we were looking for hope during a time of uncertainty. And on that day, Jesus was the one who back then said, I will give you rest. But as we progressed through that summer of 2020 and we realized that this pandemic was not going to end like we thought, we ended 133 and 134 still online. And by that point, I'll tell you, I was so burned out. I was so burned out. And many of you were tired and burned out by so many things. And I don't think it's coincidence. It, it may have been, but it's, it's a happy one if it, if it is a coincidence. When I was writing notes for this sermon on that line where I said, and many of you were so tired and so burned out too, I didn't write the word burned. I wrote the word burdened because of Matthew 11. So maybe you were burned out. Maybe you were burdened out. Just in how many burdens are we going to have to bear? And we were all looking for hope in a time of uncertainty. And on that day, and just like the days since then, Jesus has been saying the same thing. I will give you rest. But then finally, a few months ago, we were able to meet together. And it was wonderful. And yes, we wore masks and we kept some social distance, especially those who needed it and wanted it. And we'll continue to do so for a while, if for no other reason than out of respect for those who have immune system issues or they're not able to be vaccinated or whatever reason, we're just going to keep doing it. If you've been on any flights over the last year and a half, uh, you know, they, they, I don't know which airline, I flew an airline that, I mean, if your mask was just on barely on the tip of your nose. They were all over you. They were like, pull it up. You know, pull it up. Okay. Okay. We will. No problem. And here's the thing. It's okay not to like masks. It, it is. I don't like them. I, I do not like them. But for a season, it was a unanimous decision among the pastoral team and staff that we do this for a while. And so we're just going to do it for a while. 
It was a decision that was made out of love and care and respect for one another. That's all it is. And by the way, they didn't ask me to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Pray for your pastoral team. Send them encouragement cards. They love you, and they want to serve you, and they want to help take care of you, us, the people of God in this place. But they're human, so go easy on them. They're tired, and they're weary too, which is why we all need Jesus today who still says, and I will give you rest. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, a group of ragtag misfits who did not know one another all came together because they looked at the world that was being controlled by an empire and they decided that there was more to life than the empire. In fact, they came together around a new hope. We know them as the early Christians in Asia Minor toward the end of the first century. And they needed the promise of Jesus because they were being enslaved by an empire, by an actual empire, physical slavery. And as slaves, they were put into contests where their lives were actually at stake and some of them died. And they were looking for hope in a time of uncertainty. But as they gathered together, In the name of Jesus, they believed in one main thing, and that was doing what was right in the name of Jesus for each other. And Jesus was the one who said to them, and I will give you rest. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, a group of ragtag misfits who did not know one another all came together because they looked at the world being controlled by an empire, and they decided that there was more to life than the empire. In fact, they came together around a new hope, which let's just clarify. He should have called it only hope because that's, what, that's the only time that hope is used. Anyway, never mind. They had names like Luke Skywalker and Princess Leia and Han Solo. I was five when the first Star Wars, Star Wars came out. And I remember sitting in the theaters, five years old. I don't even remember where it was in Arlington, Texas. I remember sitting there and just watching. I was just, I was, I was so into it. Everybody had been talking Star Wars this and Star Wars that for months. And I would beg the people, please take me to see this, please. And they finally did. I had an R2-D2 action figure before I saw Star Wars, and I thought R2-D2 was the greatest thing in the world. And when the Jawas jumped out and shot him, I started crying. Because I was like, oh no, and thankfully they fixed him. He was a robot. But I was so upset by it. And again, by the way, I can't let this go. It was called Star Wars. It wasn't called A New Hope. It was called Star Wars in 1977. In first and second grade, I had a Star Wars lunchbox. I didn't have a New Hope lunchbox. Anyway, anyway, it was about people and robots and this giant dog humanoid that followed them around everywhere. But they all had this one thing in common, and I think it's why the story was so great. 
They believed in what was right, and they stood up for what was right. And they didn't have uniforms, and they didn't all look alike, but they came together around what was right, and they did it together. They were together. They were unified together in doing what was right. We are here together today, united in the common confession that Jesus is Lord. That's why we are here. And, I mean, I look around the room, like Sarah said earlier, so wonderfully. A lot of us look at each other, and we've known each other for years. Some of you have known each other for decades. And there's a lot of water under the bridge. A lot of water under the bridge. But the good news is that Jesus, our Lord, is not only the one who still promises a promise, but who can make good on a promise where Jesus says to this day, to all of us, with all of our history, everything that leads to this moment, says the same thing, I will give you rest. And that is good news for tired hearts. Like the early Christians facing the Roman Empire, in their own temptations to conform to the pattern of the world. And like Luke and Leah and Han and Obi-Wan facing a galactic empire in their own temptations to give over to the dark side, we, the people of Jesus, are being called today not to give in to fear. Don't do it but instead open ourselves to the love of God. But maybe even more important today is the promise of this hope and love and what comes from God that we need so much today, God's peace. Peace that passes understanding today. Or as Jesus promised, the words of Jesus that are such good news. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest.